Pepsi versus Coke, the Pepsi Challenge. Why did you do that? Because you needed slapping down. Here's Johnny. I want my MTV! Come on, look around. Would I treat my parents' house like this if my money was any kind of issue? Woo! You can't take your eyes off of it. Oh, gnarly! Excuse me, I have extraordinary credentials. This is getting good. I've got a trig midterm tomorrow, and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. It'll be anarchy! Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we remember it. Rob uh, and Matt here. Uh, what? Yeah, Matt, Matt's feeling a little croupy tonight. No, 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 no. I feel great. I, okay. feel, I feel fantastic. You just sound uh, like uh, an old bluesman. Yeah, I just, I don't sound good. Feel good, not so sound good. But, yeah. yeah. You know what? I was thinking maybe you can keep sleeping outside at night. Get, mm-hmm. get, yeah, get, yeah. Get this whole voice maturing yeah. mm-hmm. like that. Sure. We can cut an album. Sure. Yeah, there's, there could be a future. This might be a new thing. It this, could be. Because uh, God's always doing a new thing. You know, he's doing it. God is doing a new thing. Boom. You like that? That's good. That, see, there we see, go. Yeah, that's just right, right there. You set the pace for what we're doing tonight. You know what? I try, Matt. That's I try. Good. And you are an inspiration. Yeah. So you tuned in here. You're thinking, what in the heck are these guys doing? First of all, Matt, did you know that, that this is our 99th podcast? Shut the front door. Number 99. 99. 99. Are you kidding me right now? I'm not kidding you right now. Dude, that's I, awesome. I, I wouldn't kid about something like that. You know that. I mean, that's that's quite the accomplishment. Yeah. And next week is going to be our 100th. Because uh, that comes after 99. It sure does. There so it is. We'll make kind of a big deal out of that. Yeah, well, well, you should. Well, what's the, what's the average um, podcast last? In uh, initially, when we first started out, I found a couple different sources that say that the average podcast lasts about six episodes. Wow. Isn't that something? So we've destroyed that. We've destroyed that. <laughs> I wonder if it's because we just don't know when to stop or if the people just keep listening. They keep, apparently, looking at our ratings, they keep going up for that's some weird. reason. That's crazy. Yeah, so we're getting... That's crazy stuff. Like, tens of people. We're listening. getting tens and tens of people, which is wonderful. Honestly, we're going to give you some statistics next week, but there are several thousand people that have checked that's this podcast crazy. out over the last couple of years. So, Good stuff. Good so we'll, stuff. We'll give you some of those stats next week. So I know you're on the edge of your seat. Well, let's just sit back and enjoy this 99th episode. Well, let's do it. Let's no, do no, it. this one's going to be a little different. This is going to be special. It is. It's, yeah. it's um. Hmm, I, I guess the best way to say it, it might not be for everybody. In the sense, it is for everybody, but in the sense of uh, recognizing all the names and, and things that we're about to go through, you might be like, wait, what? Some of you out there maybe came to us through other methods. Maybe you've you've seen the hashtags, you were drawn to this podcast, you've never listened to us before. Right. You have so no idea. Living in the 80s is our... Ode to the 80s. We mm-hmm. talk about movies, music, 80s yep. trivia, you name it. It's all about the 80s. And 
this one episode we talked about doing probably since the beginning. Very beginning, yeah. And we're going to talk about Christian music of the 80s. Contemporary Christian music because right. the church folk didn't like the words Christian rock together. Oh, yeah. It sounded terrible. like fornication <clears throat> or something. Right, right. So <laughs> contemporary Christian music, or CCM, as mm-hmm. we got came to know it as, we're going to talk all about that. And to both of us, like we both grew up in the church. Yeah. So, uh, Matt, I'll let you give your story first, and sure. then I'll follow up with mine. Yeah, we, we, we both uh, were raised in the church um, uh, our whole lives. My whole family's been in the church. Uh, you know, uh, mom's pregnant, taking me to church. So I was going to church my whole, before I was born. And, but it was a small little church here in Columbus, Ohio. And and, and when, when it comes to music, so being raised in the church, I mean, we, you know, we were listening to the church music of that time. And, and back when we were in the small churches in Columbus, it was just, you know, the hymns, right? We grew up listening to hymns and on Sundays and Wednesdays, and it was just you know, you know, you get your old hymnal and victory in Jesus and all that kind of good stuff. So we, I grew up hearing all that kind of stuff. And if if there was any kind of like special music, it would be, you know, realistically Southern gospel. You know, different families like oh, I don't know, the McNichols, uh, the Tabers, or or other groups, the Crusaders, or different groups would. They didn't get much better than that track. Right they, that's a good track. That's a good Mount Rushmore right there. Yes, those it three. Is. But uh, a lot of times you get groups that go around, they'll hit different churches and they'll sing. But but again, it was it was southern gospely stuff. It was just a lot of harmonies and maybe some banjos and whatnot. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't very high on the cool factor. So here I am becoming a teenager, and my radio and all my high school friends are getting inundated with you know MTV and all the cool sounds and cool music. Uh, you know, Journey and, and uh, you know, every, uh, every group in the whole wide world, Pet Shop Boys. Uh, you know, So you went Journey to Pet Shop Boys. Uh, Pet Shop so Boys been on my brain the last couple of days. The, I don't know why. Well, we were talking last night yeah. about, you know, when, you know, Cardo's. We mm-hmm. talk about Cardo's as pizza place we used to hang out at all the yeah, time. Yeah, And we were talking about, like, this song came on, like, um, I'll Wait by Van Halen came on. Mm. And I'm like, that song screams Cardo's to me. And Matt comes back with... Uh, Pet Shop was West End Girls. Was, was, yeah. I say West End Girls. West End Girls. West End Girls. Yeah. And, and I don't. When I hear that, boom! I'm sitting in Cardos. It's really yeah. weird. Really, really. Maybe, I, maybe that is weird. Maybe I should talk to somebody about that. You should. Anyhow, talk to our audience. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyhow, um, but there's a lot of cool music, and we're. I mean, that whole uh, arena of music is kind of new to us, right? We're, mm-hmm. We've got now. We got this cool music everywhere. But growing up, I, I really wanted to be a good church kid. I wanted to. I went to church three times a week. I wanted to be that good kid, that good guy. But daggone, I love music, and so it was. Uh, it felt like you know, the, if you're trying to be the Christian dude, you kind of get screwed, right? Because yeah. it's like everyone else has got the Walkmans and their, and their cassette tapes, and they are just you know rocking out the Foreigner, and I got you know the freaking McNichols on, on a you know uh, on a Greg and Troy in their Greg and perfect Troy. hair. It, it was terrible. It was absolutely yeah. miserable. So so. Here comes this new arena of music. No, it's not brand new in the '80s. There's, it's been uh, there's been some uh, Jesus music for a while. Yeah, so let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. So, way back late '60s, mm-hmm. um, the, a movement came along called Jesus music. Sure. So basically, it was people that that you know the teenagers of the time, you know, which you know the teenagers typically 
are the culture movers, so to speak. Right. So they come up with their own Christian music. It sounds kind of like, 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 like rock an, and roll. Kind of like an answer to Woodstock. You got Woodstock going, and you got all the cool people at Woodstock. This Jesus movement is kind of like the parallel universe of mm-hmm. of the Woodstock people, right? Same style of music. And it had some key players, in, such yeah. as... Well, Larry Norman was the big guy. Like He's, right. he's kind of like... It just sounds nothing like him, so please don't take that this away from that. Larry Norman was like the Elvis of Christian music. Absolutely. He was the most popular guy. He was the face of Christian music. During the whole Jesus movement, the Jesus music, it originated out of California. And there's a documentary on, I saw it on Hulu, called Jesus Music. Mm-hmm. It starts talking about the um, the background of you know the genre. Right. And so you got people like Larry Norman, like the Imperials oh, came yeah. along a little bit later. And um, Andre Crouch was a big, yep, one of the yep. big stars back then. So these guys are bringing music into the churches that would have them. Right. Um, I know in my world, in Ohio, you know, my church was probably five minutes away from Matt's church when we grew up, Delray Road, Church of Christ and Christian Union. Yes, that's the denomination we're part of. That's weird. Very small denomination based out of southern Ohio. So our exposure to Christian music may may not be the same as yours. Maybe you lived in a more progressive, Mm -hmm. you know, era or time but you know like you said we're listening to all of this uh you know the hymns and the southern gospels all we knew and you know kind of like you i'm listening to the cars i'm listening to the police and journey and you too and then my youth pastor comes along with hey here's an album you might like and he gives me an album by a group called silverwind (laughs) guy i promise you here's just a small portion of that so imagine being a kid like these guys seem mellow compared to abba right so like i mean bless his heart rick slark i love you buddy but i know you're trying yeah but it didn't work (laughs) <laughs> and then I remember he, he took us all as a youth group to a, a Christian concert, and it was uh, Phil Driscoll. There you go. A trumpet player. Yeah. You know, pretty pretty hot on the Christian charts at the time. Sure, sure. And from those humble beginnings in the 70s and early 80s, I mean, I was struggling. Yeah. Just struggling to find anything that I would listen to and enjoy. And right. Honestly, I wasn't. I, I hated it. And it didn't help when I'm in the car with my parents, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old, they're putting on Sandy Patty. Mm-hmm. And those of you guys that don't know who Sandy Patty is, she might be like the... Oh, Operatic Adele. Yeah, yeah. So more Operatic Adele. That's a very good... Yeah, uh, it's yeah. a new genre. And yeah. you know what? I didn't like her either. Yeah. And, and that's the stuff my parents are listening to, you know, like Matt said, going to the church, hearing the hymns. And, you know, if you're a music fan and a Christian teenager in the 80s, you didn't you didn't have a lot of prayer. Yeah, but yeah. something cool started to happen. Probably right around 84, 85-ish, it kind of started to turn the page a little bit. Because I remember uh, at, at one point, 
Matt and I started going to the same church. And I had this friend there, uh, Greg McNichols. We mentioned him earlier. I remember him, we were talking about Christian music, and he was, you know, he kind of listened to that, I think, more exclusively than the normal mainstream uh, music. Yeah, yeah, the mainstream. And we were talking, and I'm like, man, it, it feels like it's 20 years behind. He's like, well, have you listened to it lately? I'm like, not really. Yeah. And so he starts playing this music for me. He played Allies. And I'm thinking, oh, wow, that's, huh. that's not too bad. Yeah. And so from there, I start, you know, incorporating more and more of this into my listening. I'm still listening to, you know, the Van Halens and the Journeys and all that other stuff. But then, you know, you get a band like Allies come along. Yeah. And then later on, I hear like Russ Taff. And one of the groups I liked a lot back then was Lifesavers and Rick Kua. And these are people we'll, you may talk about a little bit more later. Yeah. But suddenly, it's becoming more and more of a steady diet for me. And by the time the early 90s hit, I'm listening to more Christian music than anything else because from a trending technology kind of thing, they were just pretty much equals with what the, you know, the, the mainstream music. Something happened in the church where I think they recognized. And so you got to also remember in, in the 70s and the 80s, um, the church has preached against rock and roll. Rock and roll's of the devil and everything. I mean, it, rock and roll was terrible. It was bad. It was evil. They talk about, you know, uh, what they call back masking, where you yes. play the LPs backwards, you get yes. satanic messages. And <clears throat> I mean, I mean, it, you didn't have a good uh, sermon unless you talked to once or twice about how evil and bad and sinful that rock and roll was. Our Lord wasn't testing us. How would you account for the proliferation these days of this obscene rock and roll music? But I think sometime around in the 80s, the church has realized that this whole youth culture is jumping on board this MTV train. They're jumping on board this this, this music uh, because, A, the daggone 80s music is awesome. And so we are all jumping in. It's ingrained the way we dress, the way we talk, the way we act. So, so this music is becoming a part of our life, and the church, I think, stopped fighting it. At least certain factions of the church stopped fighting it and started to embrace it. You know, the, instead of going, you know, wow, the long-haired hippie people, them are, you know, evil sinners. Now you see some people growing their hair long. You see, you see the, and these these bands just started coming up out of nowhere, and it, it seemed like it happened overnight. And I'm sure it did. I'm sure it was a long process, um, but all of a sudden. There was bands. There was contemporary Christian music. There was there was people out there, and it was it was it was a wonderful time. I mean, initially there was a lot of uh, it's just kind of like easing into the process. There were a lot of Michael W. Smiths and Amy Grants and the people that kind of paved the way. You know, really pleasing to everybody. And then all of a sudden, you started getting these groups that were just well, that God, they were just like the people we heard on the radio, well, Striper. Like Striper, I mean, it's, it's I mean, a, they were they were harder than a lot of the they the, toured the, the, the with hair a metal lot of, bands. They toured with it, and they metal still bands. do. Yeah, they still do. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny you brought that up about you know the back masking and stuff, which reminded me right away there was this evangelist named Mike Warnke. Oh yeah, talk about his life as a Satanist. And, yeah, and he talked about the evils of rock and roll and exposing all these back masking. But when you would back mask. Most of the time, it didn't really sound like anything. But but he was a big fraud. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he had lied. He was never a Satanist. He was fake. He was, you know, he found a way to make, 
you know, get an audience, mm-hmm. do whatever. I don't know if he's in it for the money or the fame or whatever. But it's like, okay, that's the kind of stuff we, we, we had to deal right. with. But yeah, gosh, I just remember so much from those days listening to more and more of the music that, you know, again, I'm growing in my faith in this time, too, because you grow up in the church. You get, like, this childlike faith, and, right. you know, you just kind of... You go to church because your parents want you to. You don't listen a lot during church. You're kind right. of back coloring with crayons or something. But as my faith begins to grow, I'm also listening to more and more of this music. It, it became sort of a counterculture because now concerts, you know, they, they're right. coming to concerts and they were, you know, coming to arenas and mm-hmm. larger churches and and we get to go and hear the stuff and leave going, you know what, that that's that's good stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I. Well, and, and the, these bands, they start, you know, they're touring all over the country. And and that's that's probably one of the things that changed my life was some of these Christian concerts that I attended as, as a kid. Um, because not only were they great musicians, but they would use that platform, you know, they would never say they're preaching, but they're preaching, right? Yeah. They're introducing songs. And, I mean, I, I think some of my greatest steps of faith I, I, the, as a teenager that I took were, were like from my little Fever concerts. Mm-hmm. I probably saw him, I don't know, five or six times and, and I just, he had a live he had a live album out that I just, I, I memorized his his words between some of the songs. I mean, it just uh, it was just amazing. And hearing him speak telling his story and his testimony was great. Oh, yeah. Which we'll talk about him specifically later right. on in the podcast. But yeah, there was there was so much, so much back then that that just oh, it resonates with me still today. So what we're going to do here, we're going to take a brief time out, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to give you our top ten list of our favorite Christian artists, and then we're going to talk about some other ones that uh, you may or may not have ever heard of. Hang tight, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. This week we're talking all about some of our favorite contemporary Christian music artists. CCM. CCM's a lot easier. Flow is easier, doesn't it? CCM. 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 Jimkata. <laughs> okay, I can't resist. I know. It's, it's in there. You got to do it. So. No, no. It's quick. If we're going to talk about the term CCM, uh, growing up in the church, the term for... Um, just music was what? Secular. Secular. Boy, if you were raised in church, you have heard the phrase secular. And if you were not raised in church, you're thinking, what? That's just a church word, right? Secular, worldly. Worldly. Terrible. And man, parents hated it. Oh, so don't don't listen to the secular music. Yeah. But but, uh, so, so today we're talking about the CCM, the Contemporary Christian Music. And I remember, you know, growing up back then, I mentioned earlier about my youth pastor would say, hey, listen to this album. Yeah. You might like it. And no, I won't. <laughs> but the, um, like the Christian music um, record labels, they would you know, put these posters in the Christian bookstores. Right. And then later on, like we both were youth pastors in the 90s. So mm-hmm. like we had these companies sending us records and shirts they and, give you C- and posters yeah. and these posters would have comparisons and sometimes they're really bad like, <clears throat> like if you like journey you might like second chapter of acts <laughs> which sounds a little like this 
So as you can see, not really like Drew. They didn't always hit a home run. You no, know? they didn't. They if, really. If you spread. like Steve Perry, then you'll like Don Francisco. Um, no, you probably won't. You probably no, you won't. won't. <clears throat> However, <clears throat> they did get better. They did get better because the, the music got better, the yeah. groups got better, and actually, some of their comparisons were pretty good. And in all honesty, I, I, I'm 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 still kind of a firm believer that whatever whatever genre of music you liked, what what whether it be you know just top forty, whether it be heavy metal, whether it be rap, uh, whether it be even like some some cool stuff coming out of the sky. All that kind of crazy yeah, stuff. There was, there was, there became a Christian alternative. There, there was an alternative. Yeah. Now, uh, would it be as, as widely known? Eh, most likely not. No. But, but some of the quality, though. I mean, just because you didn't play, just because you played in a Christian band, didn't always mean that you know you suck. Like you couldn't cut it in, in the in the real world that you just had to play in a Christian world. I mean, there were some talented people, and and some of the music was was spot on. But I. I I think they got to the place where there were well, parallels. You know, Larry Norman sung a song back in the day called "Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music." Yes, he did. Yeah, and then Jeff Moore covered it later, which yes, I thought was did. better. Oh, I love Jeff Moore. I we did too. He wasn't on yeah. list, but I he's, like he's going to be. He's going to think be. he's going to make it. I like Jeff Moore. Yeah, Matt. Once the gap was finally closing, once we yeah. really realized that that the production of the music was better, it was mm-hmm. more along the lines of them secular bands. Sure. So say that I liked Metallica or Motley Crue. Who might I like? Well, if, if you like that kind of music, you would probably enjoy Striper or Guardian, two of my favorite bands, Striper, because I, I love me some Metallica and Motley Crue back then. But boy, I love Striper. I've seen him in concert, I bet, oh my goodness, I mean, ten times growing up. Yeah. Uh, love those dudes. And Guardian... Oh my gosh! Those that to me, Guardian uh, is just like a, a, a straight up rock and roll band. I mean, those oh, yeah. dudes, phenomenal. I mean, if so, uh, and, and really, Google some of these. If you haven't heard these bands before that we talk about, Google them. Put it's them on S T R Y P E R. Yeah, so you know what that stands for? Salvation through redemption, yielding peace, encouragement, righteousness. I never Did knew that. Did you not know that? No. Yeah. So I mean, I never caught a Bible to concert. I caught a Bible, and I and weirdly, I got a sign by Oz Fox. <laughs> that sounds That's like like he cool. wrote the Bible. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so so uh, uh, Striper Guardian, uh, great rock bands. Well, which before we go any further. Yeah, we have to give a huge shout out, Bill Mershon. Oh, dude, dude, this dude. What's up, Bill? Hey, Bill. I, I tell you what, when we were growing up, um, you know, well, you know, I'm already like 18 by this point. At what it made Bill like you know, 14, mm-hmm. 15, 16, whatever, and Bill would like turn us on to a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, you know, I don't. He know. was on cutting edge. He was because I mean, let's be honest. There were there weren't a lot of good outlets to listen to find Christian music. I mean, right. there were no radio stations. There was no video channels. Right. Uh, there was like nothing. Like the there's a station here in Columbus called WCVO, which they're known as the River. Yeah. Back then, it was like preaching and teaching during the day, but Friday nights from like ten to one in the morning or something. They played some of this. Right. So that was our only opportunity to hear it, unless yeah. you went to, uh, there was a Christian bookstore near us. Was it called? Um, Life, not Lifeway. Um, Heartbeat. 
heart line, heart something. Something like that. Yeah, there's one of these. It was up yeah. on 161. Yeah. And uh, you can go, and they had all this music, and they, you get a chance to put the headphones yep. on and listen yep. to it kind you of a little bit. It. Yeah. But i got to give mad props to Bill, because there's a lot of music I discovered because of Bill. Yeah. So. Bill Machan is a music My man. guy. And we made made our own little comparisons here. This isn't very accurate, but if you like George Michael, you probably like a little Russ Taff. You might, dude. If you want to hear someone sing, and I mean sing, and play we'll, a we'll Russ talk Taff. about him later. Yeah, and we'll, we'll give you a little sample of Russ. Yeah, and you might like him. Uh, what if I like Madonna? Ah, uh, you probably got. I mean, keeping it real, you probably like a little Amy Grant, maybe a little Suze Nashin. Yeah, like that. not exactly, but you know, no, same but same rhythm and music and yeah, yeah, and yeah. Amy Grant's voice is a mile better than oh, Madonna's. Let's yeah. just be honest. So actually, so is Susan Ashton. Yeah. She has the voice of an angel. Of an angel. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of angel, the next one here is one I have to mention. Yeah. So if you liked Heart, mm-hmm. you would like Margaret Becker. Yes, you probably would. I tell you what, she could have been the lead singer from Heart. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Check, check this little sample out. Was I right? I mean, come on. That, I mean, you know. You can hear, I can which, hear that. You know, you knew it already. But, yeah, but, but you, you know, if that. you're listening back home, you're like, holy cow, holy. that's actual Christian music that, that I might not have hated. What? Yeah. So, what if I like the Pet Shop Boys? Well, you probably like the Newsboys. You might. You might like the Newsboys. <laughs> what, what if I'm a really weird kid and I like Devo? Oh, you're going to dig Steve Taylor. Steve Taylor might be as weird as Devo. Dude, yeah. He was... He very was, eccentric? Is that a good very, word for him? Eccentric is a very good word for him. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go with that. Good. So, now, without further ado, mm-hmm. we're going to bust into our own top ten. Mm. Sure, let's do So, that. this is Robin Matt's top ten. Now, we, we tried to do it... Like thinking back to popularity at the time, but also some personal preferences. Now, did we miss some? Probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Because we don't got Jeff Moore in distance on there. Yeah, we did, made the list and forgot about Jeff. We Moore didn't put White, Whiteheart on there. We didn't put Whiteheart. We didn't put DeGarmo and Key. I mean, come on, DeGarmo and Key. Six six six. That was a great yeah. song. Six 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 was played on MTV. That's true. <laughs> a lot, actually. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, so yeah, the Garmon Key had a song on MTV. And the song was a blatantly Christian song. Yeah. How it got on there, I have no idea. But the song was about the Antichrist. Right. I mean, come on. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it was on there. So, and, and Brian Duncan oh, has Bri- one, one of the greatest voices ever. Dude. I mean, search, do a little search on some Brian Duncan. Back yeah. Like Holy Rolling. So, oh, my goodness. That dude can sing. He was... He was fun to listen to. He was. He I was. mean, his his songs were oh, fun, yeah. and he could sing. You know sing. what? Let's just give him a little teaser. Okay. Told you. I told you. Yep. He's a fun dude. He is a fun He's dude. He's a fun dude. All okay. Right. Let's get to our top ten. You know what? We haven't used our ca- our countdown guy in a long time. Oh, bring him out. What's his name? Uh, we'll call him Stan. Stan. Here's Stan, the, ta- the countdown guy. Here he goes. Number ten. Thanks, Stan. That's good. That was good, Stan. So, Guardian. 
Gorgon. As, as we're breaking down the list, we're talking about bands and things mm-hmm. that um, you know, the, that we liked, and, and I, I, I've always liked Guardian. But I, I, loved but I, I loved them. I mean, th- these are bands we think they're quality uh, bands that, that are just that they still bring it. I, I mean, they're just um, it, may, it made a difference in our lives. Let's put it that way. Guardian, I've I seen them several times in concert, and it's just. To me, I, I I could turn on Guardian in front of anybody and not be embarrassed. Sometimes right. sometimes you'll play some music and, and they're not going to recognize it because it's Christian music. They're like, "Who's that?" And you got to, yeah. "Oh no, it's a it's a really good guy." There's when there's Guardian on, there's no explaining. You don't have to try to sell Guardian. Oh no 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 no, dude! In all honesty, play your little Guardian. And little shoeshine Johnny, anything oh, from yeah. anything from Miracle Mile. I'm t- uh, they've got four ballads on Miracle Mile that. Oh my gosh! I mean, they're fantastic. Love songs, good you stuff. Know what? Let, let, let's hear just a little bit of Guardian, shall we? Well, let's get. Oh, this is a good one. I told, dude. Did I tell you? You did. Oh, that was. Mm, I saw so them good. live once, and they, they brought the house down. Yeah, but I mean, you but you could play that. You could play them cranked in your car, windows down, pull up beside anybody, and and like just keep it up. You don't even have to worry yeah, about it. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed, losing your street cred. No, you're making it cool. rocked. All right, let's go. Let's go. Hey, Stan, what's next? Number nine. Allies, yes, you know it is. Yeah, so Allies, we dug them again. This is the band that we talked earlier that Greg McNichols introduced mm-hmm. me to, and it was almost like right away I went, "Huh, huh. there's something to this." Yeah, I mean, Christian music has come a long way, and, and you're talking only about like a four or five year period from the time that. I was just kind of distraught with Second Chapter of Axe and Silverwind and, right. and these kind of bands, and and then this comes out and it's really good. Oh yeah, they, they are they are a solid. Uh, Bob Carlyle is the lead vocalist, and this dude can wail. Yes. Um, we I, we had him actually at our church one time to sing, and it was just, I mean, this cat could sing. Oh yeah, you, you know, you, you, some dudes can just. <clears throat> they, they got a good voice, kind of like mine right now. It's a very, very good. smooth electric voice. Yes, um, but dude, Bob can—I mean, he could just—he—he. He, I would—I would almost venture to say he could wail. He could wail. He could and wail. And you guys—you you might think, okay, Bob Carlyle. Remember the song "Butterfly Kisses"? Now, before you go, uh, back when that first came out, I had a daughter. I heard it for the very first time. I will confess, got a little misty eye. Got a little teary eye. Like that's so, yeah. a great song, but but that guy had that that hit. So that's him. Yeah, he's got some. I mean, he had some. They got some crossover love, right? I mean, it got a little street cred, a little bit. Yeah. But but 
he's he can wait. I mean, they got some rock songs too. Oh um, yeah, they're, they're not just all butterfly kissy kissy. No, that's, I mean that's they're... very actually that's more of the exception than the rule for them. Yeah, I'd say you might get one little ballad or something per album, but most of it's yeah pretty. Yeah, uh... and also they had a couple of good songs like surrender. There were some songs that just uh, powerful, and that, and I'm gonna say about a lot, a lot of these bands is is they're gonna have a song or two that that. I mean, for lack of a better term, they just move you. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're because it's it's contemporary Christian music. I mean, they're they're praying about these songs. They're uh, they're, they're they're trying to give you a glimpse of God in, in their music. Yeah. And so, a lot of these songs, sometimes you just you be listening to them, and it's just like God punches you right in those. Yeah. Like when you hear that good sermon, you know that's talking to you. Oh yeah, and and that's that's one of the things that I always love and appreciate appreciated about these guys because you get like there's that fine line between entertainment and ministry right and if and those two can intersect that's the yeah and, and see and that's the big difference in 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 music ccm and and non-ccm is that you know the world is all about just entertain 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 uh and maybe try to encourage you to be positive at times but it's just entertaining. Whereas these guys are—they are trying to entertain you. Make no jokes about it. They right. want to entertain you and put on a good show, but they want to make you a, a better person. You know, they—they they right. want to—they want to you know uh, introduce you to God, or they want to you know they want to lead you that way. And mm-hmm. so a lot of these a lot of these songs are geared that way. And daggone it, some of them is really good. That's oh all. yeah. All right, hey Stan, what's next? Number eight. Rich Mullins. Yeah. So, Rich Mullins is, I would say, without question, the most influential songwriter, singer, musician in all of CCM. Like, yeah. people today, artists today, there's, they're having a tribute concert to him coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Artists today still emulate Rich Mullins just because of his life, his ministry, his brutal honesty. Like, you know, in concert, like he would stop and talk to the crowd and talk about real struggles and real yeah. things that were really happening. He, he was not a choir boy. Uh-uh. He was not um, He was not this clean, cookie-cutter. Matter of fact, he, he rubbed a lot of people wrong because he just didn't fit the mold. CCM is kind of creating this, this image, and, and Rich Mullins didn't fit it. He, he didn't sometimes say all the words and... I mean, he he uh, chain smoked some cigarettes, and mm-hmm. he did some things that people thought, well, 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 this guy's a Christian. He really challenged the way people thought about who God is and how God loves us. And uh, th- that, there's a show uh, on, uh, was it Hulu? Or was I think it's it? on Amazon. Amazon, yeah, called Ragamuffin. And and um, it was this connection with um, Brand, uh, Brand, Brandon Manning. Brandon Manning. Brandon Manning. Brandon Manning. Yes. Um, had, had a book called The Ragamuffin Gospel, but um, they had a unique friendship, but that was a 
Um, it's, it's a good show. You should watch well, it. Well, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie, yeah. And, and a guy plays Rich Mullins. Yeah. And he does an outstanding job. He does. Um, and, you know, sadly, we didn't get to hear all of of what maybe he could have done later. He, he lost he, his life tragically at the, in the early 90s. Yeah, I think he was only... Maybe 40. 40 yeah, 40 years right old, there. if that... Yeah, so yeah, he that was that was a rough one. I remember that Chad, your mm-hmm. cousin Chad, was a huge Rich Mullins oh, fan. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, which is somebody else we gotta give a shout out to is Chad. Chad had music, dude. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was a Christian music DJ on the radio. Mm-hmm. He was very good. He was, yeah, he was. And on the radio. me and him had a great friendship. I mean, we still do. He still. I mean, it's not like he's dead. Right. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's uh, hi, Chad. He's our guy. He's our guy, man. He's my family. So we yeah. probably could have had him on this podcast if we thought ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> We could have, should have. He, he probably could have put us, taken us all to school. On, we could have just, on, and, on and dude, people. he's got to be, you know, we should get him on a podcast. He, he has the radio voice. He, he does. He does. He does. That's good. I try to get my best radio voice with trying. He does it effortlessly. Oh, it sounds effortlessly. <laughs> it's great. All so, right. Love you, buddy. Um, Stan's got to hook us up. What? All right, Stan, Stan, what's up now? Number seven. Petra. Hmm. This is the first Christian music I spent money on. Petra was? Yes. I was All hanging right. out with my friend Scott Hoff. Mm-hmm. We were driving in his car. Scott Hoff. I know Scott Hoff. Yeah. yeah. Touch him. Hey, Scott. Hey, he's probably Scott? not listening, but we yeah. also shoot him a text or something like, hey, we mentioned you for a minute. So, Scott. Yeah. So, we're, we're listening to the um, the More Power To You cassette oh, yeah. in his car, and I thought, this is really good. This is probably a little bit prior to my conversation with Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had I bought that, but I didn't find anything else outside of that that I liked. Yep. So, but uh, yeah, they, Petra. They, Pet- Petra's they're, one of the they're like, rock maybe bands. like the Be- the Beatles. Of, uh, <coughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they don't sound anything like the Beatles, but as far as Christian world popularity, they they were they, they were up there. They were at the pinnacle. I mean, yeah. they. They were on top of the music charts, the music field. I mean, at least on, on the band side of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of individual people. But when it comes to Christian bands, uh, if, if you didn't like them, it didn't matter. They were still they were still top dog. Yeah, they were. I mean, like they would. Uh, a big thing back then was was the beginning was like Christian music festivals, like Ichthus and Sunfest and. All these kind of different uh, alive dozens out. of them around the country. Every uh, summer, yeah. you get like ten, fifteen bands over two days. And they just yeah, and Petra is always a headliner. They're always huge, and uh, but they were good. I mean, they had um, uh, they, they, they had a great great people, great sound, um, and they were uh, they were good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yay Petra, yay Petra. So Stan, number six. Curtis Chapman. This dude's great. He is, uh, 
one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I've seen him in concert probably more than any other Christian artist. I would guess maybe four, five, six times in different venues, different tours. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, was a few years ago, we went to see him at his college in Anderson, Indiana. Yeah. And where he graduated from, and he did an acoustic set. Oh, wow. He was probably... His style His style would be... How would you explain his style? Gosh, sort of like a... Kind of country. Sort of country. Cool country. Yeah, cool country. Like, he wouldn't be considered pop, but no. he wouldn't be considered country. No. Like, if those two had a baby... They'd if have, country, he look like Stephen Curtis Chapman. Like Stephen Curtis who Chapman. Had, who maybe, God? Maybe, and, and his mullet would rival Richard Marks. Oh, he had a Richard Marks mullet. Yeah, he did. He, it was he very, did. very solid. But I tell you what, his his songwriting, his singing, it's like you, you always knew the dude. Like he never had any crossover success, never tried. He yeah. could have. He very oh, well could have. Absolutely could have. But uh, everything he did was, you know, to the glory of God. Well, and, and, his, and, his, the, the music itself... Again, like Matson, that mix of pop and country, and it man, it absolutely worked. But but and and Lisa in, in this arena, his songs are home runs. I oh, mean, yeah. he just he just didn't really do bad stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just like you you can listen to that, that album like cover to cover, you're gonna dig them all. Even today, he still puts he out still puts great music. music. Yeah, he does. And he's he's working with his sons who have a band. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize, I can't remember the name yeah. of them. But um, he's he's still singing, songwriting, producing, uh, touring. Absolutely. I don't think he tours as much as he used to, but he still does. Yeah. Uh, Something in Nashville a few years ago at, at the Grand, at the Ryman Auditorium awesome. with like the greatest acoustics in the world. Amazing. And uh, he was uh, tell you, he was great. He was great. So love Steve Curtis Chapman. All right, what we got, Stan? Number five. Crap, number five. Yeah. Oh, see, he... See, this dude here... If, if we're going by preference, yeah, he's my number one. Yeah, uh, in, in these top five... Um, Splitting hairs. Yeah, it's just... it's just It depends on what day of the week it is. Because I... I this guy here, Russ Taff, is number five. Yes. I, I could I could put in any any album he made mm-hmm. and go from, from number one to ten... And and just repeat, repeat. I love I love everything that dude does. Yep, agreed, agreed. Walls of glass. So he, he he originally we first found Russ. He was a lead singer for the Imperials. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they had like lead singers, right? But he, but was, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was featured featured probably more than anybody he, else. He, one of the first songs like, like Trumpet of Jesus. You may have heard that one. Yeah, and, yeah. And I tell you, I saw them in concert right around the time I saw Phil Kagey and those guys. I was yeah. not impressed. No, no, his solo stuff I liked a lot better. Oh yeah, his his uh, the stuff with Imperial sound like stuff my parents would listen to. Yeah, sure. He By did himself. that uh, oh. again. There's a good biopic on him on uh, on Amazon as well. Yeah, that's about cool. his struggles with addiction. Yeah, he, he had a struggle with alcoholism. Alcohol, yeah, and yeah. Um, nearly lost his marriage and his wife and yeah. family and everything. But you know, he found his way back. Yeah, and you know, he'll be very plainly clearly tell you you know he he loves god loves people today and so many regrets of of how he did some things mm-hmm. um 
it was probably just right after he had peaked. So like he peaked in his career, and then sort of his downfall happened to coincide with this addiction taking over. Right. So it was it just kind of happened like when he crashed, he crashed hard. Like well, he and, and face it's, the earth. It's funny because like when and, and these are struggles in the, in the Christian world. But I mean, like if he was just a normal singer who drank. No one thinks twice about yeah. that, right? I mean, a lot, up or make another album. a lot of stars get up there and they'll be hammered and drunk when it's celebrated. Yeah, it's all great. <laughs> yes, uh, but this, but the, uh, a Christian singer who um, has has a struggle like that, and then we're and so many times and this is terrible. But we just we bash our own our own wounded, and uh, we, we should love those people and encourage them, and because they're they're just they're real people just like us. They are. And, and you know what? It, it's one of the things that I can appreciate about like Rich Mullins, Russ Taff, and uh, Mylon Lefebvre, some of these guys, that you know, they're not perfect. They're the first ones to tell you they're not yeah. perfect. And those are the ones that I find the most you identify with genuine. Them. Yeah, I can identify those because I'm not perfect. I don't have, you know, the the alcohol addiction or anything right. like that. But you know, nobody's perfect. We all struggle. And, and just and just hearing somebody get up there that, that isn't trying to show you how holy they are just resonates with me a whole lot better Absolutely. than the ones that do. So. But, but so Russ Taft, though, can sing. His, I mean, I mean, not just sing. This guy, I mean, his voice is so good. Yes, it is. I and mean, oh, talking about somebody to go Google when you get done here, get on YouTube or Apple Music or something, get on there, just type do, get, in. Yeah, do Russ Taft Essentials, and you can thank us later. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank us later. All right, All right, Stan, what's up? Number four. This is your guy. This is my guy. So my. when we're making the list, it's like Russ Taff or Mylon, and I conceded let Mylon go for it, even though I love him. Oh, yeah, I mean, this, it, this is this is magic. This is a flipper flopper either way. But Mylon Lefevre from from Atlanta, Georgia, is my dude. I mean, this cat, this cat, he, to me, he made Christian music cool because mm-hmm. I, I was kind of looking. You know, I, I was the guy that would. Play some music, but people come around and you know you'd be like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm listening to oh this is uh, you know 38 special." You know you try, you try it, you, you're embarrassed of this music. Mylon made it cool for me. I, I remember seeing him at concert so many times, and just the way he would dress. I mean, I, I can specifically remember outfits that he was wearing, and just it the looked way like Elvis. He, he did. He actually he, he wrote a song for Elvis. He did back in the back in the day. But but the way he would. Um, you know his mannerisms and the way he would talk and use his hands and and he, like if he picked up the Bible, the way he held a Bible and just the, the way his inflection and the way he would speak to you between songs. This dude, he he probably inspired a lot of the way I do things today. I mean, I I think about um, his his style of presentation even when I do stuff today. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it was so contagious. And I just, he just, he's one of those dudes you just want to listen to. His, his songs and music was great. Uh, I mean, he was, he was a little more on the rock side, uh, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a heavy rock. 
but it was just a, a good old rock and roll band, uh, some good driving guitars, and just and, and just great music. But dude, my Lefevre, my guy. Oh. So while we're at it, about you know, still effects. You know, you were inspired by him. I'm going to put a plug in here for you. So if you are anywhere in the Columbus, Ohio, Central Ohio area, which a lot of our listeners are, come to Grove City Church of the Nazarene. Men of Naz is the men's ministry that Matt leads. Uh, you get to come hear him speak. Uh, he's a very gifted speaker. Uh, a lot of guys come out. It's kind of like Milo Fever. Kind of like Milo, I remind except a lot of for the not singing yeah. so well I, part. Yeah, no, I don't have long yeah. hair. But. <laughs> so, you guys, seriously, if you want to come out, meet us. Sure. We're, we're That's there every right. uh, second Saturday every, every second month. Saturday every month. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, probably, we'll probably give you a donut and some coffee. Sometimes yeah. bacon. Maybe. Sometimes Maybe. bacon. Yeah, so, you never know. Yeah. Nice All plug. Right. Appreciate it. All right. Stan, who's number three? Number three. Oh, snap. Striper. Striper. To hell with the devil. Yeah. Boy, yes. To hell with the devil. I tell you what. Talking about upsetting some Christian moms. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Dude, there uh, there was Karens before there was Karens. Oh, you ain't never seen a Karen like you seen a church Karen. I'll just put it out there. Church Karen upset these people saying to hell with the devil. That's not right. Except for Karen Zink, who's a saint. I love Karen Zink. She was my teacher. Sounds great teacher. What's up, Karen? Yeah, sweet lady. She's a sweet lady. Anywho, um, I mentioned before, Striper stands for salvation through redemption, yielding peace, encouragement, and righteousness. Isaiah 53, they had a little, you know, by his stripes we are healed. Plus uh, the name. That's the name. So Striper, yeah. The, now these dudes straight up rockers. I mean, they, these are glam metal bands. We're talking spandex. Aquanet, big hair, loud guitars, Motley Crue, or anybody else. Oh yeah, these cats are playing some heavy music, uh, but yet, but they could sing. I mean, they were they were wailing. Um, Michael Sweet, I mean, his voice is 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 maybe not an angel, but like an archangel. That's what he he was. (laughs) That's pretty accurate. Yeah, you know, they had four. Four or five uh, songs that charted as well in, in the uh, top forty. I, you may have heard honestly. That's probably oh, their honestly, biggest hit. Yeah, big ballad. That was uh, played at weddings and dances and everything. Yes, all around the, yeah. the world. Back back in well, not about the whole world, but the whole <laughs> there world. is a lot of them. But uh, yeah, that was a. I saw Michael Sweet in concert a few years ago. He, you know, it was just him solo. Still has a great voice. Oh man! And you know they're touring today. They're on a tour with you know uh, you know our buddy Skid Row and our buddy was on the pad on the podcast. Um, Aaron Benner. Aaron. It sings with they got a band called um, Liquid Sixteen. Liquid Sixteen was supposed to open for Striper three days ago, but the, the tour got canceled for them by like three weeks, and so they missed three weeks of the tour, and it happened to be their Columbus. Uh, they're so gonna they, make it up. They, I hope so. Yeah, I sure hope so. We're there, but that would be fantastic. So that'd be awesome. So uh, Striper, they would throw Bibles at you. Yes, they did. That's what they do in the crowd. Yeah. They have they little, were known little, for little, little New Testaments. Yeah, um, pocket sized ones. Little right? pocket sized New Testaments, and they would chuck those from the stage, 
And dude, that was I got. I think I got three of them over the years. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. There are, nice. I mean, do I have them? Absolutely. I, man, I saw one of them just a couple months ago, digging through some stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's fantastic. That's great, dude. It was. I mean, great concerts. Great. Uh, Bill Marshawn, big Striper fan back oh, yeah. in the day. Yeah. Bill could have been in Striper if he could sing and play instruments. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's what he had going against them. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Stan. Who's number two? Number two. I don't mean to sound negative, ain't putting you down, but it appears kind of clear that you're just spinning around. Round, round, around, round, you're spinning around. Round, round, around, round, on your way down. Okay, this is. I mean, uh, okay. What, what do you it, say about DC Talk? When it comes to Christian music in this era, all these guys are great. But these guys were the answer to the cool factor. Yes. I mean, because we got, you know, you got your your boy bands getting ready to start in the next decade. You got you got all these cool things and cool groups. Uh, and in Christianity, we had some we had some hard stuff, heavy stuff. We got your ballads. We got your, 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 your singers. But we didn't really have many cool stuff. No. And then you got Toby Mac, Kevin Smith, and Michael Tate. And might I add, Rick May is their drummer. Talk yes, to me. Yes, Rick saw a local May. Guy graduated Hamilton Township High School, class of '86. He was the drummer for DC Talk for years, and uh, he is still a force in Christian music. But anyhow, the, um, so shout out to my boy Rick. What's up, Rick? What's up, Rick? What's up, Rick? But uh, I mean, if you're if you're in Christian music today, everybody knows Rick May. He's like, oh, yeah. sound, he, he runs the front of house sound for Mercy Me now. He's yeah. huge. But anyhow, um, DC Talk were the cool guys. I mean, yeah. uh, they did some rap. Uh, you know, and Toby. Rap and hip hop's how they started off. Yeah. And then they kind of went into this different phase where they became like a rock band, which kind, is yeah. more Bricks Alley. Yeah. And they started doing it kind of not like Nirvana, but man. Yeah, they, in, they, that, in that neighborhood, they were in the neighborhood of Nirvana. They did a little, had like a little grunge feel for yeah, a little they, while. They were, they were as hard as Nirvana. Yeah, I would yeah. say, yeah. If, if if you like Nirvana, you <coughs> probably like the DC Talk Jesus Freak album. Absolutely, yes, yeah. When they first started, I, I got all their stuff, and, and just going back through some of them, like. When they first started with the rap music, you know, I love rap music. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny now, but but uh, uh, like like my wife has like the biggest crush on Toby Mac. I mean, now Toby Mac is, I mean, this, and all three of these guys are still singing today, mm-hmm. just in different bands, right? And they're, they're, Michael Tate's with the Newsboys, yeah, and, and Kevin Smith is with he 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 was with solo. He was with Audio Adrenaline. He was with Audio Adrenaline. Now he does solo stuff. Yeah, but the, and then then Mike Toby Mac is straight. He's straight Toad Max solo. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's just who he is. And Toad Max's huge. He's that cat right yeah, there is just bigger than life. But he's Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Of, of Christian music. I would say that's a very accurate description. If you like Justin Timberlake, you like Toad Max. So DC Talk became very popular in the latter part of the 80s. And I remember they were on Arsenio Hall. They were on Jay Leno. Yeah. Um, they were. They were on MTV when mm-hmm. when Jesus Freak came out. That was on MTV. I was on MTV, and you know they were very credible. And I would put that hip hop of that time up with any other hip hop that was yeah. out in that era yeah. easily. I mean, if you put them side by side, you probably couldn't well, tell the difference yeah, until they start know. actually 
having these decent Christian lyrics. Right. Yeah. So Which you got that? DC talk. Decent, decent Christian. Christian talk. There so is. these three guys meet in college in Oklahoma. Liberty. Liberty University. Liberty University. That's right. And um, they got together and formed a band and yep. the rest is history. Yep. That's, so yeah. Uh, they were down them. in... Uh, <clears throat> down there in Virginia, Lynchburg, and and they just never looked back. They, they partnered up with Billy Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Graham does crusades, and even have DC Talk sing a little bit. Yeah. And he talk about. He, he, cool. Well, he would bring Stephen Curtis Chapman and DC yeah. Talk on on his crusade tour. Absolutely, big parts of it. I mean, he was constantly Billy Graham preached, right, almost up until the day he died. No, but, but for a period there, these guys were with him a lot. Yeah, so so the wife the wife has always had the crush on Toby Mac, and, and so they, these guys will even get together and do like reunion tours. Uh, and now that they're older, they'll do like a Jesus Freak cruise. Uh, so well, did did you perhaps go on the Jesus Ab- Freak? Cruise? Actually, we did. Yeah, absolutely, we daggoned it. Uh, if she knew Toby was going to be on a boat, we had to go. So we <laughs> went and hung out, and, and dude, that was amazing. And uh, yeah, cool stuff. Awesome. So it's like a yearly cruise. So, but yeah, again, they're they're one of those bands you're just you're not embarrassed of, you're not ashamed of, you're cranking them up. You don't care who walks in, and you and you'll just let them listen, and you can uh, you know hold their own. They hold their own. You got it. It's that, time. that gets us up to number one. Well, if that's what Stan says. Stan, is this number one? Number one. Okay. So we couldn't do one without the other. Yeah, the, the, these are we got a male and we got a female, different artists, not the same person, not the same albums, not nothing, but the kind of same person, kind of the same artist, they're kind, kind of, of the same album, kind of same album. Kind of the, but they're both they're both equally successful. Yes, and, but when it comes to CCM, these two names are like the they're, they they're, are the they're, they're, they're like they're like the Loretta Lynn. And Johnny Cash of country music. There it is. They're like the Elvis and Madonna yes. of pop music. Yeah, they're, they're Mount Rushmore. They are. These two are Mount they, Rushmore. These two alone are Mount Rushmore. All of Mount Rushmore. Yes. I'm is. talking about Michael W. Smith. They made a fool of him. They teased him when he speak. But when they knocked him down, he turned the other cheek. He told me I could find the life outside of And Amy Grant. Didn't get any bigger in the '80s than these two in Christian music. I mean, you may not. I mean, they're and these guys are straight pop, right? So I mean, they're oh yeah, they're not giving you no heavy stuff. They're not giving you no no rock and roll. These guys are straight up pop stars. Oh yeah, and and, and they were. I mean, like if you know, like the George Michael, you know, that, that kind of stuff. If you like that, just singing pop stars. You like Michael mm-hmm. W. Smith. Their crossover success was impressive. Yes. Tell us about that. So, Michael W. Smith had one, two, three, four, five, five top 40 or top 100 hits. A couple of them didn't hit quite top 40. His biggest hit was Place in This World. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Went to number six on the pop charts. Number six. Number like, six. That's in all of music. Yeah. Which 
in, that's pretty in good. Christian music world, that's like, oh, are you kidding me? What? That is amazing. Yeah. And you know what? There's the one song, the one song that <laughs> every kid that well, ever went to church can't. If you ever go to church, yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you ever attended church camp in the 80s. And I'm talking I'm looking at you SYA. Oh, we're looking at you. We're looking we're at looking you. We're looking at you big time. Tell we're me staring you, at you down. Tell me if you've heard this song. Yeah, friends. Yeah, friends are friends forever. Yeah. It's always you know. If last day camp, you know you, you you. I'm going to write you every day. Frank you stay say strong never. in Jesus this year, and I say that sort of tongue in cheek, but that's true of the way it was. That's the way it was. And and, and, and you know, a lot of times friends we did friends good. forever. That's good stuff. I'm about to sing. I'm about to raise my hands and sing. All right, before Woo! we do that, let's talk a little bit about Amy. Okay, okay Amy. Yeah. So Amy was an even bigger star. On the pop charts than Michael. Oh yeah. Even though their careers are very much the same, she had more Christian su- music. more success crossover. But Amy Grant had one, two, three, four, five, six top ten hits what? on the pop charts. Six and top two ten. number one. Two number one. Did you know Rick Springfield only had one number one? Rick Springfield only had one number one. And she had two. Amy Grant had two. Yeah. Wow. Amy Grant's twice as good as Rick Springfield. That, according to the people. There it is. That's it. So, so what, what was her number one songs? Uh, she did Next Time I Fall in Love with mm-hmm. Peter Cetera. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. And she did Baby, Baby. Baby, Baby. Now, what's funny is we look back at this and we go, well, they had crossover success. I mean, that kind of validates... That they were good musicians, good songs, and good stuff. Mm-hmm. But back at the back in the in the day when this happened, when she was getting all the success, a lot of the church people were throwing her away. They, they were they were walking away from Amy oh, Grant. She's done turned secular, burning up her CDs because she's a sinner now. You know, that's she's singing "Baby, Baby," that yes. evil woman. And so, and that's and that's kind of what they were up against is that closed, narrow minded uh, this. You know this pigeonhole of what they needed to look like and act like. Yet you got these people coming in here and 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 just kind of reinventing the way we sing and the way we worship and all those kind of things. So she kind of took it on the chin for a, a lot of people to follow her. Yeah. You know. So I mean, um, and, and shame on the church for the way we handled some of that stuff. Oh yeah. Well, Sandy Patty had some issues too. Yeah. She got ostracized by the church for long periods of time. Imagine that. So it's like, you know, people aren't perfect. Well, and uh, she was married to a Christian artist, Gary Chapman, for yep. a long time. They both had a lot of success. They went through a divorce. The reconcilable difference. Imagine that. They split up. You know who Amy Grant's married to now? Vince Gill. Mr. Vince Gill. Uh, they used to tell me back in the day I looked like Vince Gill. I have never thought that. I haven't either. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I seriously well, used to get strangers in the store would come up to me and go, 
Do you know who you look like? Put a cowboy hat on. I, I could see. Uh, he never wore a cowboy hat. No, that's mm, good. It's more of a Garth Brooks thing. I think. You sure? Yeah. I don't know. So um, I, I would say Vince Gill. They're like, yes, that's it. You know, that's I, I used to hear it all the time. That's great. I used to get Michael Keaton a lot too. I could see Michael Keaton. Yeah. I could see it. Do say I'm Batman. I'm Batman. See, that's that's straight up Michael Keaton right there. <laughs> but yeah, Amy Grant, wonderful art. And I don't even care. I'm not even ashamed to tell you today that the pop princess of Christian music, I love her. Here we go. She I said, love her music. I can listen to it about any time. Very um, good. I'm looking at this list of songs here that she's had hits with. I can listen to all of them. She's Never good. Ever seen she's got the voice of an angel. Like an angel. So There's yeah, a lot of angelic voices. Yeah, She's wonderful. Again... Just like we talked about Russ Taff earlier and mm-hmm. Rich, here's somebody else, very human. Yep. And you know what? I appreciate the fact that that she's where she is in her life right now. And right. I, I just I just I just love her. Good stuff. So we're gonna take one more break. We're gonna go down a list real quick of some of these other artists that you might like. So hang in there. Thank you for listening to Living in the Eighties. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livingin80s.us and, of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We're on our last segment, and this one's kind of... I guess you call this more of a public service to our people. Yeah. So, again, uh, one thing that we didn't talk about a lot at the beginning was um, today this music is almost forgotten about. Yeah. Uh, If you're listening to Christian radio stations today, you're going to hear things that were made in the last six months to the last year, six to 12 months. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. There's a lot of great Christian music, and I encourage Absolutely. you to listen to it, absorb it, soak it in, sure. buy it, yep, yep. you know, download it, go to see the concerts, all of that. But okay. there's this other, like, it's almost like, I don't know if they, it's intentional, but they won't play any of the older stuff. Right. So I would encourage you to get your program director at your local Christian radio station. If you happen to live in the Columbus area. Uh, Todd Amlin is the program director for The River, WCVO. What's up, big boy? Yeah, somebody. <laughs> so call Todd. Tell him Robin Matt sent you. We want to hear some Russ Taft, daggone I want to hear some Guardian. Give me some Striper, Todd. Well, during our break, my Matt will jam to some Guardian. I was listening to Lifesavers when yes. Matt got here. If you like the psychedelic first, you're going to love Lifesavers. You're going to love Lifesavers. In life fact, savers. we're going to close out at the end. With little lifesavers for you, but but yeah, but then like in in today's world, we've got we've got radio stations, we've got oldies radio stations where you can hear eighties music. You got yeah. we got older stuff where different radio stations for different genres of music, but in the Christian arena, 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 arena is it like I, Italian? It's very similar. Oh, okay. But if you don't, if it's not in the last year or two, you're probably not going to hear it. 
That's very true. So there needs to be some old school market radio. Yeah, I would say you know what, once every hour or two, you know, like a little flashback song, yeah. or you know, yeah. maybe if, maybe if you did like a show, a show of of Christian music where you had you know one of your DJs just sat back there and. Just play, play an a, hour, of two old hours stuff. of old school, two hours of old school, uh, seven days a week. Come on, of, man, of, think about of it. Twenty-four hours a day of old school. Think about yeah. it. Yeah, think about think it. Think about it. And, and which is another thing. Before I did this podcast, I was looking, at, you know, because you know I like to listen to podcasts, see what other people are doing, and I was trying to find Christian music, eighties old school yeah. Christian music podcast. That I I couldn't find one. It's not a lot out there. No, no. I, I did find one, but it was almost like they're making fun of it and the church itself. Right. But like they had like several episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, and I listened to it like not fifteen cool. minutes in. I'm like, it, the tide never changes here. It right. is constant. And, and that's not the, it's like and that's not the on, heart man. of our podcast. What, no. what we want to we want to celebrate. We want to celebrate it, support it, encourage it, and so. As if you grew up in a church, if some of these names of the bands that we are throwing around this past hour, if these are nostalgic to you, if you remember them, man, may, maybe this podcast is a, just a little bit of a nudge for you to go back and listen to some of them again. You may not have the the CDs anymore, but you can find them on YouTube, Apple Music. We were just talking about how it's amazing on Apple Music. You could just play any song anywhere anybody i mean yeah. just we love just we click love. and go so th- that music's out there you can find it and so like, some of the people that we listen to like we mentioned brian duncan earlier yeah love him uh, we were also talking david and the giants oh yeah so way back in 1989 uh this dj at wnci dave the, robbins the top 40 radio station here dave robbins thank you mm-hmm. Um, this guy had, had got this song and he played it on the air, sort of like a "Do you like it? Don't you like it?" sort of thing. Right. You know, can we? You know, do you want us to play this again? And this one song got tremendous reception. It's it's this little song here by David the Giants. Here's my heart. Here's my soul. Here's something only you can hold. You're the one. Isn't that something? Simple enough. They started playing it, and it... it be- the dude didn't know it was a Christian song when no, he played it. He just played it. He just liked it. Even though, if you listen to the words... Pretty clear. It clearly is, but uh, I guess the melody and the vocals kicked in, like, oh, this has got a nice tone. Maybe and, he's and half listening to it. It kept winning and winning, and then to the point, it just, it just got in the rotation. Yeah. You, if you look it up and, and look the history of, of this band and this group, they talk about what happened in Columbus. Yeah, for and this Wikipedia, period of time. It's, yeah. it's mentioned. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's uh, it took a life of its own. And those in the church world were going, "This is awesome!" You yeah, know, it's like, hey, it's one of our, you know, we we are, everything we could get as far as a victory. Like Some, they're playing six 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 on right. MTV and DC Talks <laughs> on Jay Leno it's, tonight it's, it's or the validation. Like, you know, right. Amy Grant's got two number ones. So, so if if you know these songs, these names were thrown around, man, we we challenge you to go back and just listen yeah. to some of them, man. Go back to those 
Because a lot of those are, are decisions for God in life. We're done back then with, with some of these songs driving the way. Maybe you might want to revisit that moment. Maybe listen to a little Carmen. Do a little Carmen. Dude, Carmen's great. Carmen, Carmen was a huge, huge star. Like, we didn't the, talk about him. No. And there, we couldn't. This you podcast, you could not cover everybody. We can't cover the entire 80s no. in one but podcast. There were, there were groups like The Choir. Right. They were very big back then. Um, DeGarmo and Key, we mentioned them earlier. Mm-hmm. Very yep, big. Yep. Well, Jeff Warren Distance. We did, we did mention yeah. them. Larnell Harris, big name. Yeah, uh, Randy Stonehill. Randy Stonehill. Um, Keith Green. Keith Green. He died young. He was one of the pioneers. Yeah, he was kind of little like, bit uh, after Larry Norman. He was like the Buddy Holly to Elvis's Larry Norman. There you go. So he was just like that next guy down. But yeah, very, very, um, very, very the Newsboys. Yeah, um, absolutely. They're still going strong today. They, you know, with Michael are. Tate now as the lead singer. Phil Kagi was one of the greatest guitar players. Oh, yeah. In the world, mm-hmm. in history. Jimi Hendrix apparently was a fan of Phil Kagey's. Right. And which is, that's very high praise. I mean, you got somebody like that saying, yeah. you know, Phil Kagey's a. Dude, if, if I didn't mention the name Mark Farner, I, 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 I know for a fact that, that my buddy uh, Rick would, would kill me. He'd climb through the airwaves and he would knock me right in the nose. Uh, <laughs> Mark Farner, he was with um, Kansas, I believe. And uh, he did a lot of Christian work. And I'm telling you, you you just want to hear, you listen to Airborne Ranger, uh, Mark Farner's um, um, Christian album. Good Lord have mercy. And speaking of Kansas, I mean, Kansas, you listen to their lyrics, a lot of them had a lot of Christian Oh yeah, a lot of more like almost blatant Christian songs. Yep. Carrie Livgren, Carrie Livgren, their lead yeah. singer, had a great Christian music career. Oh yeah, his band AD, like they were huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you had these two guys. Forgive me before I even say it, but two of the whitest guys ever: were Steve Camp and Steve Green. Steve Green may okay. be the whitest man of yeah. all time. Yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. they they had great. Great Christian music. Careers. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And and I, I I said I said Kansas, and I was thinking of Carrie Livgren. Um, Mark Farms in Grand Funk Railroad. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He was in Grand Funk Railroad. So I want to throw that out there because right now Rick is probably going through the airways to punch me in. Was, you you big dummy. Yeah, he was Grand <laughs> Funk Railroad. About? <clears throat> but I was thinking of Carrie Livgren from Kansas. So Whiteheart. That's one we didn't mention. Whiteheart. Oh yeah, Whiteheart was great. They were huge. Uh, the seventy sevens were another um, another tremendous band back in those days. Uh, Audio Adrenaline they came along. Oh, they maybe were late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, they were right more in, of a nineties right band, era. but dude, they were yeah. Which I would also throw again. This is going into the nineties now. Uh, Big Tent Revival. Big Tent Revival. All those guys. If you if you kind of like a classic rock feel, yeah. those guys. We're doing classic rock in the '90s better than you know oh, yeah. any other bands were doing. The that PFR. Music. There's a lot of bands yeah. like that. Pray for Rain. Uh, Jars of Clay. Jars of Clay. Eli um, met Eli. Promoted a concert for him and oh, wow. uh, got to hang out with him for a day. He's a super super cool and humble guy. Uh, Satellite Soul. Somebody else. Satellite I Soul. Mention. Yeah. Tim yeah. Subtle. Um, great. Uh, he's a great. Um, he's a pastor now and author. But, uh, you know, those guys are really good, really good stuff. 
uh, Sixpence None the Richer. Somebody oh, else for sure. Got to mention. Uh, they're again. These are getting into the '90s now. Well, and uh, but also the different genres of music, like um, some of the gospel, like uh, the Winans, mm-hmm. uh, BB and CC Winans. Um, and I guess in the '90s, you know, Kurt Franklin, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, Kurt Franklin is huge. <clears throat> but there's um, a lot of a lot of uh, crossover there as well. Um, Third Day. Oh, Third Day with Third Mac Day Powell. was amazing. Love yeah. me some Mac Powell, yeah, man. Yeah, they're they are great. And you know, if they were around in the '80s, the Walter Eugene's would have been huge. <laughs> yeah, they would have. But they were big in the '90s for me. Yeah, yeah, for me. Those guys <laughs> again. One more Rick May reference. Rick May reference. <laughs> throw a shout out to Paul Robinette. Hey, I got to talk about Paul Robinette, yeah, too. Paul he's Robinette. probably not listening. Absolutely He's not. probably making millions off of YouTube videos or something. But if he's listening, what's up, Paul? He's our hey, guy, man. He's our what's guy. Up, hey, me high, baby. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> so just, just a few bands I remember <coughs> off the yeah. top of my head. So these are just some, some names of, of folks. I mean, the... If if uh, again if you if you've heard these go go listen again but if if you've not give these guys a chance just uh, search some of these names and um, and just check out some other playlist and uh, I think you'll be impressed I think, I think you will be too I think you'll be impressed do. so I think that that is the end of our of our journey today man. I think it is I think it is and I almost forgot we have a Facebook group called CCM Rewind. This is a place where you come and see those old forgotten Christian music videos. A lot of the stuff we're talking about here, we also go into the 90s and the early 2000s. So a lot of the stuff, you go there and find a group of people that appreciate this music like we do. I assume you're one of them since you've listened to this podcast to this level, but it's a good group. You should really check it out. So, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, this is this is sort of like a labor of love for Matt and I. Yeah. Uh, just because we've always talked about doing this podcast. Absolutely. And we made it by number 99. 90, it only took 99 times to get yeah. it. But that, and there's lots of times we said, hey, let's do that Christian one. Like, uh, let's, let's, let's wait. Let's get... Make sure we're better prepared. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, and, and that's and that's because we wanted to do it justice because it, it it's not just like a, a silly topic and a silly thought because we, we all we all agree that music's powerful. And, it is, and uh, it's it's not it, it's entertainment, but this this podcast is even more than entertainment. It's a it's a message. Yeah, like we're, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm I'm an unashamed Christian. I told you guys in episode one of the podcast that there are some great Christian podcasts out there. You should listen to them. Part of this podcast, to me, is a ministry. I Absolutely. mean, yeah, we're talking about Van Halen and Fast Times at Ridgemont High and Top Gun and stuff, but you know, Christians don't have to be these inverted freaks that you know don't right have any kind of association with the outside world yeah, you know yeah. it's what we grew up listening to and watching and and so forth so so that's it and full disclosure before we did this podcast night matt and i prayed yeah and we just prayed that you know god would just honor what we're doing here today so well, some of our, our podcasts are a little more frivolous than others and just flat out silly they, <coughs> they are mostly just flat out silly yeah. that's just, just 98 of them yeah, but still, number ninety-nine. But ninety-nine. We just want to have a little, just maybe a, a good reminiscing for us. Hope you enjoyed that, and uh, <clears throat> hope maybe you uh, give it a chance and take a look at some of those things. Absolutely. But you know what podcast is next, though, right? Number one hundred. One freaking hundred. We are going to one freaking hundred. It's awesome. <laughs> I can't wait.
can't believe Matt's it. smiling real big. I can't He's believe excited. it. A hundred yeah. podcasts. And, you know, one of the things, too, is like we've had, you know, like we've kind of missed a podcast here and there because we wanted to angle this one to number 99. Right, right. And then we had to do make sure we do 100 right. And then at 101, moving forward, it's back to our normal it's back, it's stuff back to craziness. And topics and whatever. Yeah, we blah, 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 blah. We blah. figure we should honor 99 and 100 <coughs> yeah. because, you know. Yeah, guy would leave the number ninety nine. Get the one. There it is. The one. Little Bible verse. Little there it just, is. Just came up. Just yeah. came up. Good for you. All right, guys. Uh, thank you. I'm going to close out here. This is not the psychedelic first. No, this it's is not. Lifesavers. What? Yeah. So, guys, thank you again. Take care. God bless each and every one of you. We'll see you next time. Friends are friends forever.